blah, 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 whatever, whatever. This is episode 168 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. Scott Sturman, Matt Deitch, what's going on? I was wondering how you're going to start this episode since we've been kind of getting some crap given to us by some dirt bags. I've been getting a lot of crap uh, between Ramrod and, and... the moron from the from uh, moron. New, yeah the Minnesota moron <laughs> New Prague Minnesota's the, uh, Minneapolis. the Minneapolis moron our buddy Scott Mockintune I figured I'd I'll give you I'll give the give the listeners what they want right off the bat that's and, right and, you know hit them with it hit them what they would tune in for I was gonna say give Mockintune and, and Ramsey they've already shut this episode off they're like well we <laughs> we heard what we need we to got do. what we paid for we're out we're out deuces <laughs> gotta give you them that bounce. appetizer <laughs> So uh, a deep fried appetizer. That's for right. It. Nope. Uh, this is episode one sixty eight. Uh, thanks for joining us this week, um, Matt. I, I'm going to start off, and I'm going to tell you, I'm I'm officially uh, uh, the dad to uh, to a kid that can drive. I was going to say you kind of you kind of took that new step in the world, didn't you? That was crazy. That it was don't... literally crazy. And you know, Aubrey, my my stepdaughter, she's been fourteen for a while. Has her learner permit. And honestly, I just kind of forget about it. Right. You know, I mean, like, hey, you want a quick run down to the grocery store? And we hop in the pickup or hop in the van and we take off and go. And, I mean, I don't ever let her drive, ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, it's not that I don't trust her. I mean, she, I'm sure she's a fine driver, whatever. I just don't even think about it. Right. I, you I just forget go. about it. Right. And, you know, on Friday, this last Friday, Grady turned 14, passed his driver permit test. And so uh, Saturday – um me and him went down no friday friday evening me and grady went down to the river it was a pretty nice day and i thought well heck you know it's your birthday let's go down there and see if we can't crank on a couple smallies and we did and he drove down there and as we were going down there i'm like this is getting real this is getting real real (laughs) like I, I remember what I was doing when I was 14 years old, and I don't like I don't like the thought of that. So It is crazy, and he probably doesn't realize it's just one year closer to him having to buy a, a license. Ain't that crazy? Like, like I actually thought about like that. Pretty like, soon man, he's going to have to buy a license. What is it, 16? Yep. God, he's going to have to buy a fishing license pretty soon. I ain't buying it for him. <laughs> I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. it. It's crazy for me that like the states that 14-year-olds get to get their permits. You know, growing up in Minnesota, you didn't get your permit until you were 15, and you had to take your test. You know, you had to take classes for first, and then you had to go take the test to pass that before you could even drive with, a, like, your driver's ed instructor. I think and in then, South Dakota, you turn 14, and they and just, I like, think, hand you a driver's say, license. I think, I think so. You know, you kids, sometimes you meet somebody driving by, and you're like, there's no way in heck that that, that looked like a 10-year-old in behind the wheel there had a booster seat in the vehicle. I, yeah, I got to think in Texas, as soon as you can walk, you, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're good enough to drive. Well, out in Mullen, Nebraska, out in, out there, you, you got to drive the cake truck at probably about seven years old. Yeah, I'm sure. So. I'm sure Court Cox is well-skilled <laughs> in driving the cake truck. So... Nope. Uh, where did where did you where did Leroy teach you how to drive? Like, I'll be honest. Get? I'll be on. I mean, you know my dad. Like, right. Oh, we yeah. are by the book. Yeah. Like, no <laughs> law breaking whatsoever. I I I I will tell you flat out. I never once got behind the wheel of a vehicle until my 14th birthday. Really? Like, there was no. We weren't. I mean, my grandparents got a farm. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, we could. Right. I could have gone out there and drove around. Heck no. And, well, there too, I mean, we're dealing with Leroy Sturman. Like, there's no way 
that that somebody even 14 years old could get behind the wheel of his vehicle because you might scuff something or you know run over a piece of grass and i mean he he's the only guy i know that trades vehicles in and and the dealership just puts it right out in right. the lot yeah, it's because like, it's, that we can yep. we can do no more <laughs> I think he, he'll, I think he'll we, detail a vehicle to trade it in. I think that's like whenever we go out to the Black Hills and we take his truck, all of us know that it's just like like that's like all of our like biggest concerns is keeping the truck like spotless and you know, we could we could have a lot of stuff happen to our fishing equipment and we'd be all right. But if like one thing happened to Leroy's truck, you know, somebody spilled a little Gatorade or something in there, we'd be like, oh, no. He'd, he'd be the type to put a hidden camera in there just to see if we were screwing <laughs> right. around, but I know for a fact that he doesn't have a hidden camera in there because he'd die. He would you know, I mean, just like, you got you got snow on your boots yet, and you got into that pickup. Like, like We'll try to figure out an issue with the vehicle for a long time before we ever resort. It's like the last thing we want to do is call Leroy up and be like, hey. And I did. I, <laughs> I had know. to a couple of years ago. We were heading down to Center Lake to uh, uh, do a little ice fishing there for, for tigers and, and whatnot. And heading down there and all of a sudden that pickup brake is just making a racket. Screeching. Like, what in tarnation is going on here? And we stopped. And, and, and we didn't know if it was a wheel bearing or what it was. Right. And we've got a big, huge trailer behind us and a pickup that ain't mine. And it's like, God dang it. What the heck have we gotten ourselves into? And, and we got just a smidge of cell phone service. And I tried calling him. And I don't think... I don't think it ever did go through, but, but right. we pulled over and parked because I was like, you know, yeah. if this brake is hanging up, like, it's going to get hot. We're going to have a fire out here. Like, oh, yeah, what a yeah, mess. Right. And I think, I think I decided to kick her into reverse, and I think we backed up a little bit, and we could hear it fall yeah. out. And, and what it was was a little bit of a rock got caught up in the brake and was making a racket. And, yeah, once I, once I kicked it in reverse, it kicked it out, and we were able to get down to the lake. And, yeah, that's – Thank the, Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. I was I was sweating. I felt <laughs> we like all I were. had heated seats on. <laughs> we, we were all thinking about becoming hermits in the hills. There. <laughs> that, was, that was a Southwest Airlines commercial. Right. You want to get away? <laughs> now, Joe always used to let us drive around, like when we'd be out chub fishing or oh, whatever, really? out hunting. He'd let us get behind the wheel and like move the drive the car over here or there. Or sometimes we just go out into an open field and he just let us drive to kind of learn. So. You know, that's one nice thing about growing up in small town Ellsworth. We could drive drive around before we, yep. you know, even had our permit, <laughs> yeah. because we knew the schedule, what time the cop was going to come through town. So chances are, I could ask my mom, and she'd have let me take her vehicle to Sioux Falls at age twelve. But Dad, <laughs> heck, I'm thirty three, and still like mm. that's why it's always crazy when like you see kids out there with boats and stuff. Yeah, you isn't know, that crazy? Whizzing around on the on the lake, and I mean they do a great job of driving them and everything. But uh, yeah, right. It's, it is. It, it makes you always look twice when you're driving around and see a 14-year-old yep. behind the wheel. Yep. Well, we got a lot of uh, great feedback on the Mike Hawkins episode. Mike Hawkins has officially uh, taken over the uh, the spot of the best fisheries biologist that we've ever had on this program. Uh, number two, uh, Scott Mockentoon, uh tied for last, uh, taken last place, uh, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. But uh, Mike Hawkins uh, took the cake. Uh, like I said, a lot of great feedback on that episode. Uh, it was uh, a lot of fun, you know, just all the years that I've got to go to the fish hatchery and everything yep. like that, just to kind of listen to the process of, you know, I've always had an idea of what they do, but like to hear it from those guys and just know what goes into all that stuff. And yeah, they didn't have a good week to no. be out there doing <laughs> it. 
piss poor terrible. Uh, I think they maybe had a smidge of rain. They had low temperatures, right. some wind. Um, the thing I thought was the neatest was uh, the way that he talked about how they dry pan. Yeah. And, you know, that way they can control because uh, uh, once those eggs touch water, they open up. And if, yeah. if there's not, uh, you know, sperm there to to fertilize it, um, They'll in, close in, it yeah, right. in, in a matter of 30, 40, 50 seconds, they close back up and that's that. And, you know, by, by spraying those eggs into a dry pan, they can control all that. And I thought that was very, very, very interesting. But it just, I, it just kind of makes you realize how, like, fragile like the environment really is right how we got to work to keep everything nice and you know how it all works together to you know to keep reproducing fish year in and year out it's kind of kind of neat to see lakes that can naturally reproduce and like do it really well and once you kind of understand i guess i not understand but know a little bit more about the process it makes you really appreciate you know what you have right you know i had no clue that i figured fish laid eggs and they kind of swam off and i don't know there was some males kind of trotting around and all of a sudden like oh, hey look at there like i'm gonna you know spray down that area like right. a dog on a fire hydrant or something but uh, you know apparently that's not the case the, the walleye but, uh, rut where you get a couple, yeah, yeah, exactly. of, couple of male walleyes fighting and i can just see a male puffed up neck walleye <laughs> swimming around <laughs> real stiff like a deer you know like just rutted up but uh no i i was actually able to to make it over to the fish hatchery for my first time uh me my neighbor jeremy k and his son drew and then uh um our buddies uh, Matt and Melissa Grave uh, from over in George and their son Gabe. Uh, we took the uh, the van over to there, um, and yeah, it was it was it, it wasn't what I expected. I'll, I'll you know it wasn't less, it wasn't more. Um, you know, it just wasn't what I expected. Well, in your mind, going into it in your mind, what were you expecting? I guess I was thinking like a lot more. And, and, you know, there there kind of was like a laboratory over there, you know, right. with the eggs and whatnot. But I was expecting a lot more of a lab environment, okay. you know, not I, – I don't know. I, I thought – I think a lot of times people – I've always envisioned people thinking that they're going to go there and it's going to be more like an aquarium that you see at like a zoo or and, something and like that. that. was that was uh, something that Jeremy and Matt had both said too. You know, they kind of were thinking that there was going to be a big clear – you know window or something that you could look in and see all these walleye swimming around and obviously that's not the case but uh you you know do they still i haven't been there for years they still have that out in the lobby though right they still have an right like like different aquariums with a few different of the species of fish that albino channel catfish right boy jeremy wanted that i think i think if (laughs) i think if we could have gotten that for him i think he'd have put an aquarium right there in his kitchen but um you know and and it wasn't as big as what i was no it's really expecting you know i mean when you hear something like hey we're gonna try to uh, catch a thousand walleyes in my mind you know it's like thousand walleyes like you know that's gonna take a big you know big tanks and and lots of them and and it's really not that big but i i was kind of blown away by the muskies the biggest muskie that they had there was uh 50 points 50 inches three 50 and three quarter inches man that was that was tough to spit out but uh 41.65 pounds uh which is nine pounds less than the state record but only about three quarters of an inch shorter Shorter, so i mean that that was kind of crazy but you know you sit there and you look down on them 
You know, I mean, that fish is, you know, literally you could, two, t- two you could touch away. it if you wanted to. Exactly. Could. And I mean, it's like a damn alligator, right? I mean, it's truly like a damn alligator. A, and they got a tank full of them just yeah, swimming around yeah. in there. It was like 30 or 40 of them. Right. <laughs> and you know, I mean, you, you could see right away. It's like, Ooh, that one and that one, yeah. those, those yeah. are the big ones. Like those ones are different, yeah. but, uh, I, I don't know. It was, it was pretty incredible. Um, you know, getting, getting up close. Cause I've never caught a muskie. I've caught, mm-hmm. I've caught a, a pike, you know, that was up in the 38 range or something like right. that. I've never broke 40, but you know, these fish are a whole entire foot longer and, right. you know, and then, probably 20 pounds heavier. And, and then when you like, they get that big wide back on them and yeah, stuff like yep. that. It is, it's fun just to be able to walk around. And like you said, they got the nets over top of them. Right. right. Yep. yep. And, uh, but the just, volunteer guy would flip it up whenever, you know, there right. was a kid that kind of went up there. So it's like, Drew, Gabe, you know, <laughs> get up there. You know, like, you know, I'm trying to be the 33 year old that's like, you know, nah, you well, know, do right. it for that's the kids, do it for the kids. Yep. BS, like, let me in there. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it, it is. It's really cool. And, uh, the walleyes are always kind of neat too, just to see like yeah, just yep. the mass amount of walleyes, big walleyes that they have right. swimming around in those tanks. Now they said the biggest walleye, the, this volunteer guy said the biggest walleye he thought was in there was only six to seven pounds, uh, you know, about right. 25 yeah. inches, um, that they didn't get any super big ones. I don't know if they didn't catch any super big ones. Maybe they caught some super big ones and just let them go again. But, uh, I do actually have the numbers here, uh, for how many they caught, um, as, as far as muskies go, um, on East Lake Okaboji, they caught eight females, 24 males for a total of 32 muskies. On Spirit Lake, they caught 27 females and 34 males for a total of 61 muskies. So a total of 93 muskies. Uh, and they did this all in four four nights. Nice, you know, yeah. when we had talked to Mike Hawkins, he wasn't 100% sure how, how they were going to do. He said, you know, it could take seven nights. To, to get it but uh they they got it all done in four nights and i did actually hear that i think uh um they might have done a little egg trading like with clear lake i think clear lake got bigger numbers than than maybe what they had really expected and maybe right. brought some brought some eggs up but uh as far as the walleyes go um on spirit they caught a total of 1104 walleyes uh 521 females and 583 males and uh, East Lake Okaboji, 231 females and 93 males, which is, is really kind of crazy to me because when you look at all these numbers here, um, females always was less than males. You know, right. they, the, the muskies on, on East Lake Okaboji was males dominated 24 to 8, on Spirit Lake, males dominated 34 to 27. Uh, on Spirit Lake, as far as walleyes go, uh, males 583 to females 521. But then all of a sudden on East, 231 females to 93 males. You know, I mean, like, that was kind of crazy. Right. You know, I and mean, it, just I, the big number of difference. You right. know, I, I could understand, you know, there's a couple other ones there that, you know, relatively close. But the big number, you know, was, uh, you know, a, a big difference. And the, the crazy part about that is they talked about how males normally are so much smaller that they, you know, sneak right, through yeah. the, can sneak through the nets easier. So I don't know, thought it was interesting, but that, that is different. That is pretty interesting. I'm sure that there's some, you know, maybe the weather that night yep, caused something yep. or I don't know, there could have been a lot of, you know, other factors that played into that. So 
you know how it goes. <laughs> Ladies running around at night, you know, getting all wild. Nets, yeah, just nuts. But no, but so you enjoyed it. It, it was good. It was good. You, you think know? it's something you could do every year? Or? I don't know if it's something I would do every year. I mean, if I if I had a free Saturday and it was right. like, if hell you're yeah. if you're over there, you're just like, yep. I mean, it is pretty cool. And what now? The last time I was there, the eggs now they have that in a whole different part. That's walled off. You can't. Yep. Like they always used to have them like where the fish tanks are, where all the fish are. They always had them along there, just nope. to the north of nope. those. There's and, a they were always in there, those big jug, like glass yep. container things, and they were always nope. doing their it, thing. It, there, there's viewing windows, lots of viewing windows. Right. I mean, it's you know they're not they're not hiding anything from you, but um, you know lots of viewing windows. But uh, um, you know you can look in there, you can see what they got going, and I mean, yeah, they're lots of big big vials. You know, look like I don't know two liter bottles that don't you yep. know come tapered at the top, and you know something like that filled up with eggs and yeah you can tell what they got going over there but uh, do they still have like the big jars of unique things that they've like caught over the years like six-legged frogs and stuff like that i i didn't see that i didn't always used to have like up on the north wall where where the tanks are they had a bunch of different like jars that had stuff inside of them that really just unique finds that they had found over the years i i don't think they I don't think they have that anymore because otherwise they probably would have tried to take gravy and keep him, <laughs> throw him in a jar. <laughs> but nope, they. Uh, uh, I, I I did not see that. But yeah, like I said, it. it I don't know that it's something that I would, you know, m- clear off a spot. You know, every single or every single year. You know, I got to go up there on that Saturday. But I didn't get a chance to bring my kids up there. Uh, you know, the way. The way our schedule is, it's an every other year deal yep. or every other weekend deal. So, you know, maybe next year, uh, you know, I'd like to get Grady over there and, you know, if, I, if, if it works. But I think like you said there, I think the wow factor of it is the muskies going over there oh, and for seeing sure. those yeah. big muskies yep. and that many of them. It just kind of gives you the whoa. Yep. You know, I, I would like to uh, next year, maybe volunteer to, to go mm-hmm. out in one of the boats with them, even if it's just for the first run, I think a wow factor could be when you start pulling up some yeah. of those walleyes, you know, I think yep. that there could be a real wow factor there, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it was what it was. I, I mean, I was impressed. I'm thankful I went and did it. I would encourage every single person to go over there, uh, you know, and give it a shot at least once, you know, that that's our, that's our hunting and fishing dollars, you know, at work. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's cool to go over there and see what they're doing, especially after listening to that episode or like us, you know, we actually got to talk to Mike Hawkins and now you kind of understand what's going on. It, I'm thankful that we got to talk with him and then I got to go over there. Yeah, it, it was, it, it was interesting. Of, like, oh, I get what's going on yep. there because he just told me about it. Yep. It kind of puts it, it kind of makes it come full circle. I know yep. my dad took my niece and nephew over there okay. on monday yep and let them yep. check it out like i said i i encourage it so uh matt 19 days till minnesota opener 19 days till minnesota opener yep the holiday yep and so i think that that would mean only like 12 days until the iowa great lakes have yep. uh have their opener have the walleye um, weekend chance yep. to catch a tag walleye yep you know that that's a big deal over there at the iowa great lakes it's a good thing for the bait shops it's a good thing for you know the uh, you know, the hotels and everything else, but, uh, let, let's be honest, Minnesota opener. That's, uh, I mean, that's, 
it's a holiday. It's, it is. I mean, I mean it, it is. It's, it's, it's Super Bowl Sunday. It's Christmas. It's you know. It's something where a lot of families have you know a, a traditional you know thing planned every year. You know they have that tradition going. So yep. Now, I've seen a lot of people online, Facebook, whatever, over the last little while here, uh, talking about how they were out on the lake and they saw you know somebody throwing a spinner bait they know damn well that they were either targeting pike or or bass and and uh you know a, a lot of stuff I've, I've seen people kind of defend them and saying uh you know after COVID 19 hit you know a lot of people got interested in fishing and and it's not people that are purposely being negligent of the law it's just people that are out there that truly don't know don't any better they that. you know Hey, it's a nice day in in. Uh, I'm just going you know, fishing, you right? Know, you I know. bought this at at the. I don't know anything about fishing. I bought this at the bait shop, and I'm just going to go out and cast it. Yep, you know they got a Walmart rod, and they got got something, and hell yeah, just flinging it out there. And you know, I, I've along those lines on a lot of those same posts. You know, you get the people that are saying it's freaking dumb that you know that there is any season, yeah. and and. It really seems like more people are pissed off about the bass. You know, a lot of the bass people are, are mad. I feel like the walleye people, for the most part, kind of understand why mm-hmm. it's going on. And, and you don't really see them fight it as much. But the bass people seem to fight it a little bit more. I think that's, for the most part, people that are out targeting bass are doing it catch and release. So I get that. I've also read some stuff where people have talked about you know, especially in the state of Minnesota, that's doing this big quality bluegill initiative. Uh, you know, bluegills and panfish have, have really started taking a little bit more of the spotlight than than what they had, you know, say 10 years ago, whatever. And people are saying, you know, we can't exploit them during the spawn, neither maybe half bag limits. And it, and it really kind of got me starting to think, you know, truly, if, if everyone really feels that way, if everyone really gets it, the only thing to do is just flat out cancel fishing in between, you know, February 15 and and May 15. Well, all, the you way know? To, all the way to June something, because some of those fish still don't spawn until, you know, the water temperature is up there in the 60s and stuff like that. So Right. I mean, I, I get it. I, I know why they're doing it. It's a good thing that they're probably doing it. But I, I don't know. I mean, what's what's the right way? Right. I don't. It's I don't know. It, it's good to protect those species during the spawn, especially. You know, you take a state like Minnesota that they have so many bodies of water, and a lot of those lakes probably don't naturally reproduce, so they do need the whole, um, you know, the fish hatchery deal where they're taking the yep. eggs and giving them that chance to go out there and restock some of these lakes so they can get you know different year classes going and keep it a healthy fishery but uh, uh i don't know it's, it's hard to say you know just from a non-expert a non you know not knowing much about like all yep. that stuff just to sit back here and see like a state like iowa that has an open season all year round except for certain bodies of water a state like south dakota who's open all year round and stuff like that and the fishing is still you know phenomenal over there i don't know if it's like a pressure thing i would say it's the population you know right the population of iowa and then the population of south dakota versus the population of 
of Minnesota. I mean, right. I I don't know for sure. I can't, and, and I there can't is, tell you for sure, but I got to think Minneapolis right. has got more people in it than Iowa and South Dakota can, you you know, so. combined. But, but, you know, I don't know if it's something that has to do with the tradition part of it, like to have that opener – you know, bringing people coming into the state. I and, think that's what it is. Well, I, and, you I really know, you do. have the governor's opener every year. They pick a different body of water to bring that down there too, and it's kind of a big, you know, put on thing and a big event, and it means a lot for that, you know, for for that city and stuff. So I, I mean, I I just feel like if you're gonna sit here and say, "Yep, I understand it. Why we do it with walleyes? That's a good thing." bluegills and crappies like piss on them like freaking pluck them all you want but i in the next breath i really don't feel like the government should be infringing on our right you know a, a person's right right to feed their family right. you know i mean yeah. to feed themselves you know it's a tough deal like i i get i get the science part of it that the dnr is implementing right. yep. uh-huh but I also get the part where, you know, we as citizens and taxpayers and licensed buyers get to go and catch fish when we want to and, and harvest what we would like to within reason. You know, it, it really comes down to if everyone was honest and people weren't idiots, you know, you take what, you, what you're going to consume. Oh, exactly. You don't fill a freezer full of walleye fillets, you know, that, that three years from now you're going to pitch out. If everyone just was honest and decent you probably wouldn't have an issue but that's not the case no and i mean i don't know in a state like minnesota and hadn't having grown up in it um the thing that always got me too is like it always seemed like the rules and regulations seem to cater more to the northern part of the state than the southern part of the state really a little bit I, that, that's just how you felt from like a southern point because you know like well, we can't have the opener until two weeks before Memorial Day because, you know, some bodies of water up north still have ice on them and stuff like that. So, you know, it's kind of like, well, our... We've been ice-free for, for two and a half months down right. here. Right, it's yeah. just like, so it's, yep. I mean, it's like, why can't why can't we go, you know, the, that's how it always went with the bass fishing, especially, you know, growing up wanting to fish bass, it would always be like, man, this is, I mean, this sucks, you know, because, yeah, obviously bass spawn after walleyes and everything, but it was just, you know... I don't know. It just always was tough to know that I could go a mile south yep. and I could fish them, and then I couldn't go up into Minnesota and fish them anywhere. And I and like you said, the water temps down in the south were already in southern Minnesota were always already past like the spawning stage. But you know, the ice was just coming off up in the northern part of the state. Right. So you know, I don't know. I, I know that they've done the catch and release season now in different parts of the states, and have they really? Yeah, but I don't know. I I get the, the what you were saying with the between the walleye and the the bass people more more the bass people are wanting the catch and release. I mean, I could see them moving that up, but again, people are like, well, then you're not protecting them against the spawn, you know, and stuff. But you know, if we have like a year where we're having now where the water temps remain cold, they're going to be spawning after right the opener so yep yeah you're, I mean, you're, you're always right gonna ha- and you're always gonna have fish in that stage of the spawn you know and people might say the same thing with walleye well walleye spawn you know now if it was a warm year like we had last year the walleye spawn would have been over in southern minnesota already and you still yep. got to wait you know 
19 dates for the opener right so it's kind of like no okay i get it but uh when and it is you know right now you you can't say that on lake okabina that's literally 15 20 minutes farther north than okaboji i mean they were they were gill netting walleyes two weeks ago on okaboji because that's what was right i mean you can't say that that isn't the exact same thing that's going on up there at okabina right you know is is it going on up on Malax? You know, maybe yeah. a week from now. I yeah, you're you're right. But so uh, I mean, it, and it's like I said. I know they split it into a northern and southern zone sometimes, but yeah, I don't know. You'd hate to. You'd sure. Well, I mean, it's no different than you. But you'd hate to be that guy that's one mile into the into the <laughs> southern zone. Like ah, piss. Uh, it's almost like with the chronic wasting disease with deer. You know, you couldn't bring your us as Iowa residents couldn't bring our deer like to a the whole deer locker, to the locker right? like um, we could have shot it like 100 yards in iowa but we can't bring it up there i, I mean we could see the locker right. from where i shot it exactly right i mean you or you could literally saw the deer walk from the minnesota side to the iowa side but they could take it you know vice versa if they shot it there they could bring it down here yep for no issue but i mean and that's a whole different thing but yep. uh, but yeah yeah uh, we don't want to go down that no. wormhole but no i mean our season's good, yeah. I'm, it's it's showing that it is good. I think it it's more set up just as fact of the hoopla of having the celebration of the opener. I mean, I I think you're right. I think that there's more money to be made on opener uh, at the bait shops, at the hotels. I mean, hell, over at Okaboji, they you know they're selling walleye weekend you yeah. know t-shirts and sweatshirts and hats and. You know, I mean, there's going to be people driving from all sorts of places to go and fish Okaboji on walleye opener. And well, it, I mean, you could have gone 10 minutes to the, you know, straight to the west and gone to Lake Park and yeah, you know, been, exactly. been catching them two weeks ago, but whatever. That's, but it's neither here nor there. But growing up, though, too, I can remember, like, we were never, like, big walleye fishermen. Like, we had to go walleye fishing all the time. This is what we were doing. I mean, we targeted more panfish, but... I can always remember, you know, walleye opener. I mean, it's a walleye opener, so we're going out this weekend right. after walleyes, you know, going out at midnight and going over to Round Lake and getting a shore spot yep. and fishing from shore. I mean, we have had we had some awesome nights doing that before, but, I mean, I can remember participating in the opener because it was the opener. It's like, so we're all going walleye fishing. You know, we got to get over there an hour or two early so we can get our spot, you know. Well, and it's... I mean, I I personally know dudes right here from in our town that have been going to Platt, going to Chamberlain, and doing well, and they will go on on the on the seventh over to Okaboji and and complain about how there's too many boats. That's they right. didn't do yeah. very good, you know, just to say that they were a part of opener. I mean, it's it's you know, I don't know, it's the feather in somebody's hat, I guess, but. You know, it is. It is. It is kind of the prestige of saying that you were out on openers. Like, yep. Oh yeah, I was. I was out there. You know, oh midnight. As soon as it, as soon as it flipped <laughs> over to, as soon as it said one two zero zero Lines on the were clock, in. we were in. We were limited out in fifteen minutes and yep. drove home. Yep. Ooh. I was. I was in bed by two a.m. <laughs> yeah. It's like badass. <laughs> well, we went over there at eight in the morning, and we were done by nine. So, and we got a nice night's sleep. But yeah. you know, it, I mean, it is what it is. But. It is always kind of fun to do that, and with you know the Great Lake, Iowa Great Lakes over there with the walleye weekend, it is kind of fun. They do that with the tagged walleyes, and you know you, there's a lot of prizes that go into it. So yep. Oh, it. I mean, it is cool. It's it's a good thing. It's I, I'm always, I'm all for it. I've, there was always I've some never bait actually shops. done it. There's always some bait shops in Minnesota that would do like 
you know, weekend, like the opener contests, like have a big, I know like the Southwest Minnesota Fishing Club has a all weekend tournament where it starts yep. at like midnight on Friday night and or Saturday morning, I should say, and then runs until like the afternoon on Sunday and you can fish like any of the lakes in the area and it's kind of a cool little deal. Yep. Now there's the next thing with opener coming down the pipe. Uh, uh, you know, th- there's people fishing up in Northern Minnesota that still have snowmobiles and, yeah. and you know, four wheelers and ATVs, whatever out on the ice. And, and, uh, I was talking to Kyle Lynn a little bit earlier. Uh, and he was actually saying that, that, you know, he, he's a hour North of the cities. He said, you go an hour North of him and the ice is like at 24, 28 inches. And it's not looking like it's (laughs) deteriorating. Like, you know, I mean, it's still good quality ice. Uh, you know, obviously, like I said, 19 days, a lot can happen in 19 days. A lot can happen in nine days. A lot can happen in nine hours. Uh, you know, rain, snow, uh, you know, a couple good, uh, couple good weather uh, temperature days and, and a little bit of wind and you know a lot can a lot can go but you know i'm i'm looking at our forecast and yeah granted down here we got a couple days like you know getting up into the uh you know the 50s you know maybe the low 60s and whatnot but uh you know i mean you go six hours north and if that's only 42 and you know it's only getting there for a little bit like there's still a lot of freezing temperatures yeah it's I always feel bad for those people up there because now they're getting that that bad ice where you can't go out there and ice fish it and you can't get your boat out on it yet. So yeah, I I I, I talked to Kyle Lynn. I also talked to Theo Tolliver, who's up in Minot, North Dakota. He said any ice that's up there uh, is is just floating around on the big lake. Uh, everything else is is wide open. But uh, saw Bill canoe outfitters which is uh north of tofty toft tofty i'm gonna call it tofty because that's funner <laughs> to say uh but that's on the north shore up there at superior uh as of like the 19th they still had 42 inches <laughs> like we didn't get 42 inches here all year. year like yeah. you know not even close uh 42 inches but here's their 10-day forecast, 38, 36, 38, 43, 46, 46, 44, 45, yeah, 46. going anywhere fast. I mean, we've got lows. Granted, well, they've, they've got 24, 24, whatever. But, uh, like, next week they've actually got the lows, like, 39, 38. Hell, it's getting up to 44. It's getting down to 38. I mean, we're, we're just staying right at that 40-degree mark. And I guess that'll do something, but it ain't going to go fast. Mm-mm. It's not going to go fast. I don't know. That's crazy. That is crazy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess uh walleye opener might be a little bit different for them. They might be drilling holes up there. They're just probably hoping now at this point that it just stays cold so they can walleye fit. Like they you don't want to have that in between. It. Right, yeah. You don't want that crappy ice for, to hold on and not come off for a long time. So then there, okay, here we go. That we were just talking about by the time their ice comes off and it's opener so they're coming right off ice out and it's going to be in that lower 40 degree range the water is where the walleyes yep. are spawning so now they're fishing them during the spawn so yep. I yeah mean, exactly <laughs> i mean just what we just talked about but uh next up uh our spring shoreline cleanup our, um yeah that's 
you know, we talked to you guys about that. Uh, we've had a few submissions, not as many as what I would like or hope, but, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. We're got a dozen or something like that. Had a couple people message that I need to, um, you know, put it on there and I'll, I'll give credit to the people up in North Dakota and Minnesota and whatnot. Like, you know, and, and everyone, like, I mean, it's been windier than hell. It, it hasn't exactly been nice. Like, you know, if, if you've still got two feet of snow around your lake, like you're not exactly busting out there to, uh, to pick up the shoreline, but yep. I don't know. I, I really, I, I strongly encourage you guys even just take a grocery bag, go out there, find five pop bottles and, you know, a plastic bag or whatever, throw it in there. We're going to count it and, and whatever. Uh, I don't know. This, this is a good thing. And, and I guess there's a lot of people saying, Oh man, you know, that that's awesome whatever but those people aren't submitting photos right so yeah. i mean it's like a, how often how awesome do you think it is like you know it, it is awesome it doesn't Go do it it doesn't take much yep. i mean i guarantee you can get a, a grocery bag full of trash anywhere in 15 minutes anywhere right like, i mean i don't care if you're on okaboda you you could literally heck we were out in front of my parents place and there was a shoe a hat and, and yeah. like a pop bottle yep. right there like okay well whatever if that's what's there that pick it up so i don't know we've uh you know me and matt uh we're throwing in a hundred dollar dakota angler card uh our buddy biggie is throwing in a hundred dollar dakota angler card and dakota angler themselves uh reached out to us and said they'll throw in a hundred dollar dakota angler card uh we've also got another guy that that reached out to us and said that he'd like to be a part of it we haven't heard uh what he's throwing in so i don't know I think what we'll do, um, me and Matt were kind of talking about this, instead of giving one guy $300, I think we'll kind of spread the love around. You know, $100 yep. is, is awesome, and, and then we give everyone a little bit of a better chance at uh, at possibly winning. Um, we're we're going to keep this open for a while. You know, like I said, I was talking to Theo Tolliver earlier. They got 48 inches of snow not that long ago. They can't be out cleaning shoreline right now. They don't. So, they can't see the shoreline right now. Exactly. It's all hidden. Exactly. So, so we're gonna keep this open for a while. You know, I don't know. A part of me says uh, says May 15. You know, that's uh, uh, you know the day after the Minnesota opener. You know, people will be at the boat ramps. Then I would certainly hope. Maybe we'll extend it a little bit longer, but uh, we're gonna kind of keep pushing uh pushing for it uh it's a good it's a good way to get kids involved if you're a part of an organization or something like that we've had some submissions from those fishing teams up in yep, minnesota yep. like we said i mean get those kids out there you know make not make them but real make them realize that it's something we all need to do you know it's kind of a it's good for not only is it good for the environment it's just good for everybody so and, and it then, really starts making you think, like, I cannot help it. You know, everyone in my family, me, my wife, my kids, when we drive around down through Island Park or whatever, you see the garbage. Like, it's almost like after me and you went and did that, it's almost like you're trained to not, you know, yeah, you start look looking. For it. You're, yeah. you're, you're driving along and it's like, oh, there's a bag, there's a bag, there's a bag. And obviously you'd like to hop out and start picking up, but, uh, you know, on, on some of these yeah, you, you don't know where to start and where to end. But uh, another thing, and my, and my wife has really been pushing me for this, and, and maybe this is something that we got to do, but, uh, um, you know, maybe in a, a week or two here, we've got to just kind of schedule something maybe for us 
just to go down to Iowan Park and and whoever wants to meet up with us can meet up with us. Yeah. You know, and and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, whatever. But uh, you know, maybe if we can get a few people kind of make it the spring cleanup day, you know, if 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 you're from, you know, I don't know, I'm just going to throw out, you know, Worthington, Minnesota. Well, you know, maybe get a group of guys together and go and do it. I don't know. Yeah, I, if you I have just, a lake or a river or something like that in your town, just put some together, organize them. Like I said, there's a lot of groups out there that are looking for something to do, whether it be a school age group, uh, you know, a pheasants forever group, yeah, uh, you church know, group, whatever. Maybe, yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of things that people could do to help out with this. Yep. And if uh, and if your church group gets the hundred dollar Dakota Angler gift card, and you're like, Allie, we don't know how to spend a hundred dollar Dakota Angler gift card for our church. Well, I'll make a deal with you. I'll give you a hundred dollars cash, and you can give me back that hundred dollar Dakota Angler gift card. Because guess what? I'm probably going to spend a hundred dollars there anyways. Yeah. You might as well just take the cash, buy pizza for your. Ah, hell! I bet you you talk to Josh Heikamp, he'll sell you some pizza through the Dakota Angler <laughs> name. So, um, now nah, whatever. Uh, I guess that is what it is. Keep uh, putting those submissions in. Keep getting out there and doing it. And yep. Remember, every time you submit, you get put put your name in it. So you don't just have to do it one time. You can do it a bunch of times. Yeah, do it thirty times if you want. Um, you know, Matt and I were kind of talking uh, beforehand here uh, about so so next weekend we've kind of got a, a hunting trip. Uh, we're going down south in Iowa. Uh, me and Matt, my brother, and uh, our drippy friend, friend Ramrod. Uh, we're kind of going down, kind of a bachelor party deal, making it a hunting trip. Uh, going to go after some turkeys, and uh, me and Matt were kind of talking. Maybe we might bring the computer down there and, and maybe kind of have a round table one of the nights. Uh, chances are we're going to be talking a lot more turkey hunting than what we are walleye fishing. So I'm going to tell you right now, if you're way anti-turkey hunting, you might just want to sit out for next week's episode. I, I'm not saying that that's for sure what we're going to do, but... Uh, um, it's, well, it's, it's gonna on be the sprinkled table in there. There's going to be turkey hunting sprinkled in whatever. Yep. However we do the episode next week. Yep. So, uh, if you, if you log on next week and you see our episode and it says something about turkey camp and, uh, you're, you're not a turkey hunter, you don't like turkey hunting, uh, probably, probably just set that one out that week. So <laughs> you can still listen though. Yeah, you can, but I we'll mean, don't, don't get mad at banter. us. Yep. Don't say like, Oh. I thought I signed up for a fishing podcast. Well, you did. You did. And we talk fishing and, and chicken wings and, uh, <laughs> you know, all sorts of, all sorts of stuff. But, uh, next week there's, there's a good chance it's just going to be turkey hunting and, and maybe hell we'll maybe talk a little bit of fishing. I don't know. I oh, don't we'll know have to happened. talk some fishing because the NWT is out in Chamberlain this week. That's right. That's right. Yep. So, so we'll do something, but, uh, um, that, uh, that's kind of me and Matt's plan as of right now. So yeah, whatever. That's what what it's looking at, looking like. So, um, you got a good news story, Matt? I I realize that this is kind of a shorter episode, but uh, we had kind of thought about getting, uh, we had kind of thought about getting a guest. Well, we did think about getting a guest, and I kind of dribbled that one down my leg. Uh, Jeans are still a little wet. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) But uh, nope. So, so there was no guest this week. But. uh, yeah, we'll, we'll come firing back. Matt, what is your good news story? Well, mine right now is, it was my grandpa Deitch's birthday the other day on Monday. So How old? 96. 96, that dirty still, dog. Yep, so still kicking years, ass. Oh yeah, still is. I don't know how he did it at the casino that day, but that's kind of his annual. 
ritual. I think my aunt took him to the casino. So we are going to have a Grandpa Deitch episode. Yes, we are. Uh, you know what? We might come firing back after the turkey episode. We're going to take a trip up there, and we're we're going to sit down and, and we're maybe just get gonna... some of his Minnesota walleye opener stories. Yeah, and we're stuff just gonna like we're gonna get some Grandpa Deitch stories. Mine. Yep. All right. Uh, my good news story is going to go out to our buddy Chris Peters. Uh, he, I think, first sergeant is it? Yep. Uh, Chris Peters got promoted uh, in the in the army out there in Rapid City, South Dakota, to first sergeant. Uh, I think we had talked about it here a while back, but he actually had his pinning ceremony. I think it's a pinning or or a medal or whatever. Um, I'm not an army guy, so. I know for sure I'm saying it wrong, but he had his, he had the actual ceremony where it actually went down. They made it official. They gave him the bling for his, for his uniform uniform. And, uh, you know, now I think, I think when he looks at you, he just kind of points at it and says, <laughs> you, I don't even think you got to say anything. Nope. You just point at it and they That's say 10, four, 10, four. <laughs> All right. But, uh, nope, that'll be mine. Uh, two. Yeah, Two but, super awesome dudes yeah. uh, hitting the milestones. First sergeant, 96 years old. That's good enough in our book. That is right. So, all right. Uh, we appreciate you guys uh, joining us this week. Uh, we will catch you next week uh, with tur- turkey episode, and then we're, we'll come firing back with all sorts of fishing content for you. But uh, um, like always, uh, like, subscribe, rate us, do whatever the hell you do on your platform. But uh, um Yeah, we appreciate you guys. We'll see you next week. Later.